Hello, I'm Lisa Parks, Content Editor at Bioanalysis Zone. Today I'm joined by Chris Beaver from Inventive Health, who is here to talk to us about free versus total assays and his current research activities. Okay, so could you tell Bioanalysis Zone a little about your role at Inventive? So I'm the uh, director of the ligand binding and exploratory bioanalysis team, which uh, oversees uh, two aspects. One is uh, for regulated bioanalysis, I oversee the preclinical and clinical method development, method validation, and sample analysis for preclinical and clinical studies. Um, and the exploratory bioanalysis team uh, is one that operates more in the non-regulated, non-GLP uh, non space. Uh, that oversees uh, some of the what would have been traditionally called at, at inventive discovery work, uh, where you're looking to uh, do perhaps some screening of, of um, therapeutic candidates for different sponsors. Thanks, Chris. You're going to be presenting a session on free versus total assays at the upcoming RIB meeting. Please could you briefly describe the main challenges that bioanalysts face when developing such an assay? Certainly. So, uh, again, I think one of the things that is a, a particular ch challenge is that um, clearly when you have uh, a drug, a therapeutic, um, and a, a ligand or a target that that drug, drug binds to, um, when you try to interrogate the two uh, in terms of free versus total assays, what you're looking at is a dynamic interaction between the drug and its target, um, which can present a major challenge primarily because if you disturb or alter levels of the one uh, by trying to measure it, you are undoubtedly affecting the levels or the kinetics of the other. Um, so, you know, any of the, of the procedures, the, the, the types of technologies and strategies that you will use uh, have some, are good for addressing these questions, but undoubtedly have their, their um, positives and their, and their negatives with regards to measuring both the target and its ligand. Um, and one of the things that one needs to put a little bit of thought into or quite a bit of thought into is actually the appropriate controls for the assay system that you're going to employ. Uh, if you're going to be looking at your free versus your total, when you're trying to determine the total, which uh, obviously involves some um, separating of the ligand from the therapeutic product, um, you're going to have to, to demonstrate the suitability of your assay for measuring indeed what you think is the total uh, and have a good understanding of uh, that your assay can is reproducible, accurate, and precise. Okay. On the flip side, what opportunities are presented once an assay is developed? So I think um, certainly one of the the things that that is is I think is a very strong positive for for us is that that we then have the ability to provide our sponsors, uh, the the perhaps the biologists who are directly involved with with sourcing the work to, to the CROs such as ourselves. And also, uh, if we go a step beyond, to their internal partners, such as the PK and PD scientists who are actually looking at the data and making decisions. We're providing them with the information to make informed and accurate decisions to the extent that the data will allow. And I think every assay has its um, uh, you know, capabilities and its limits um, for their, uh, but the, the the ability to make informed and accurate decisions regarding their drug development programs. And I think this particularly becomes important for programs where perhaps the uh, actual clinical out outcome is perhaps further off in the distance. So, for example, such as oncology programs where 
Uh, these programs can often last for many years. You won't truly know whether a drug is effective for some period of time. The ability to demonstrate that your, your drug, your therapy, is actually truly targeting the ligand of interest in vivo uh, is something that is a, a very, very, very useful information for the PKPD scientists to be able to make uh, short-term and intermediate decisions prior to getting the final sort of outcome on their studies, which can be very useful for, uh, for the drug development program. And, and, and being able to provide that and being able to discuss that with our PKPD partners is, is very important. And what do you believe are the most important existing approaches for quantifying total and free therapeutic antibodies and their targets? So that's, a, that's an interesting question. And I think, you know, the, the answer that I have is that no one approach is necessarily the most important or the most useful. I think there are a number of different platforms, ligand binding platforms that are out there in the industry. Um, and each of them, as I mentioned earlier, has its merits and also its weaknesses. Um, and I think the most important thing that you need to think about is the, the, the specific question that you're asking about the drug, the free versus total question, and about the therapy itself. You have to understand the drug itself to be able to really design appropriately the assay that you're looking at. So perhaps in terms of the technologies, I think each of them can have its strengths in terms of looking at, at, each, at, at these, each of these assays. Um, and as I, you know, as I mentioned, I think it's important to really consider uh, the molecule and assess the appropriate controls that you're going to use in your system. And if I can give an example, um, uh, acid dissociation techniques that are used for determining the, the total drug uh, when you're looking at it to, to look at it differently from the free um, you really need to consider the best approach to really interrogate the approaches in the method development to determine that that you I really identified the, the appropriate um, conditions for your assay, that it's reproducible, uh, that you're not, and again, you have to understand how you're altering that dynamic system to understand that the answer that you're getting is really truly the answer that you, that you want. Um, as bio, bioanalysts, we can... We can design all sorts. We can design assays that can do all sorts of things. Um, but really, what is important is what is the question that's being asked. A discussion group on free versus total PKPD assays was formed by the AAPS LBA Bioanalytical Focus Group, following a hot topic session on this subject at the AAPS National Biotechnology Conference in 2008. How has this focus group benefited you and the industry as a whole? So specifically with regards to the total PKPD assays, I think it's provided a very valuable opportunity for bioanalytical staff, both in uh, pharmaceutical biotechs but also in the CRO industry, to interact and to discuss with their PKPD scientists at the sponsors about the truly, truly the questions that are being asked for these assays. Again, as bioanalysts, you don't want to necessarily produce or develop assays in a vacuum. Um, what you want to do is to really understand the scientific question that's being asked of you by your PKPD scientist. It's also provided a very uh, valuable forum in which we can discuss different assay formats, the strengths, the merits of each of these assay formats, and address some of the, the more pertinent questions with regards to, you know, acceptance criteria and, and understanding how you're going to design and best control your assay. 
on a more general level, the, the LVA BFG, I think, has pro provided a very valuable uh, forum and vehicle for promoting ligand binding assays. And I, you know, I'd like to you know, commend the, the leaders on that group for, for really being a very active in terms of promoting the ligand binding, um, the questions around ligand binding. And I think, you know, a testament is that, to that is that at the, at the recent Crystal City meeting, uh, a very large portion, almost half of the meeting was devoted to discussing questions around ligand binding assays, how you're, you're, how you're controlling them, how you're looking at them, how you're understanding them, and how you're managing them in the regulated bioanalytical field. And I think a lot of that has, has really been driven by, by that team uh, and by sort of understanding the scientific scientific base, the real scientific approach to setting the controls around those assays, and I think that group has been particularly uh, valuable in that regard. And how do you believe that the bioanalytical field has evolved over the past few years to compensate for the quantification of these monoclonal antibody-based drugs? So I think um, one of the key things, and, and I think there were some leaders in the field early on on the sponsor side. Uh, but I think there's really been a lot of attention and an understanding now that has developed around the focus on the development, uh, characterization, and managing the life cycle of critical reagents, key reagents for those assays. Uh, we know that you know antibodies, uh, antibody conjugates, um, uh, conjugated ligands, etc., play a very important role in in the design, development, validation of those assays. And I think. Uh, there's been now a, a real evolution in terms of the thought around uh, the managing and, and, and controlling the life cycle of those reagents from the validation stage through the, through the use in its sample analysis and, and really having control over that. And I think it's, it's, that's been a, a real step forward in terms of, of the, the monoclonal antibody-based therapies um, assay development in, in regulated bioanalysis. What future technology developments would you like to see in the area of bioanalysis and why? So I, I think there will be continued improvements um, in the current platforms. I think uh, we're always continually trying to drive uh, the assays in terms of sensitivity, in terms of specificity, and I think the platforms, uh, the, the manufacturers are, are seriously uh, very interested in this. I think... Um, certainly with regards to uh, the development of uh, mass spectrometry techniques for the analysis of proteins of monoclonal antibodies. I think now that there is significant interest in that area, uh, I'm hoping that the manufacturers, uh, and I believe they are, are really paying attention to sort of those needs uh, and to driving the specific requirements for, for the instrumentation on that perspective. And finally, I think one of the more, most important things that's going to be playing a role in terms of bioanalysis, given, given sort of the environment in the, in the pharmaceutical industry that exists now, is, is certainly improving automation and, and moving automation forward for all platforms, um, including, you know, the use of lab notebooks in the laboratories. And I think this will be uh, key to providing, you know, sort of efficiency uh, improvements and uh, driving down the, the cost of doing the the clinical trials in the future. Uh, and I think that's, that's where technology will, will play a big role, and I think there's going to be a big demand for that moving, uh, moving forward. Are there any research activities currently underway within your organization on which you could provide an update? 
so I think there's there's three main areas that or three areas that I would would like to highlight. The first is you know as with many of our pharmaceutical partners as well as other uh, CROs in the industry, I think we are very interested in uh, understanding um, the use of uh, mass spectrometry for the analysis of proteins in regulated bioanalysis. Uh, I think we are um, as with uh, with uh, with these other um, individuals, we're interested in understanding what's important for these assays in developing new techniques, new technologies, and understanding really the questions that need to be asked for using these techniques in regulated bioanalysis. Uh, I think there's a lot of progress there, and, and we're certainly involved in that. Uh, the second area is, again, with regards to the burgeoning area of biosimilar interests. Um, those, we're doing quite a bit of work in terms of doing assay development specifically for those products. I think there's, there's, there's clearly an interest and a demand in the pharmaceutical industry uh, for, those, for, for those assays, and we're certainly um, interested, as I'm sure many people are, in developing a suite of assays for these products. Uh, and then finally, I think one of the uh, um, areas uh, of interest for us is actually uh, the reemergence of, of gas chromatography techniques for biomarker assays, in particularly, in particular, for example, hormone assays where low sensitivity is particularly required. Uh, I think there's um, a, a, certainly a reemergence, uh, and we're certainly on working on on those assays with regards to to the use of graph, the GC techniques for those types of assays. So that those are the three areas that I would would like to highlight. And following on from that. What are you excited about working on over the next year? So I think, uh, again, from a personal level, I think I'm very excited to be continuing to grow the, the bioanalytical ligand binding team at, at the in, for Inventive Health. I think uh, we're a, a relatively new group, but we're certainly a group that's continuing to grow. We've seen a large demand, as I think the industry has across, across the uh, pharmaceutical industry in terms of the growth in ligand binding. Um, so I think that's very exciting to me on a personal level. I think scientifically, uh, as I just mentioned, the, the interest in protein mass spectrometry, uh, the, the use in those techniques, as well as the biosimilar assays are, are very exciting to, to be able to develop um, for, for our company. And finally, do you have any words of advice for those looking to start a career in bioanalysis? So I think... Um, this may apply more generally, not simply to, to careers in bioanalysis, but again, I, I, having benefited from, from doing this, I'd like to emphasize the, the need to keep your doors open at all times for all opportunities to learn new aspects, uh, not simply to only focus in your particular area. I think, uh, again, it's, it's, you know, the uh, siloed approach in any, in any industry is a is dangerous approach. Um, and I think it's very important to keep abreast of, of all the developments across the biomedical area to make sure that you're aware of everything that's going on. You know, and as an example of that, I certainly think that you know, there's been the emergence of, of ligand binding. I think it's starting to take more prominent role within the pharmaceutical industry. And at the same time, you know, there's the use of protein mass spectrometry for the analysis of, of monoclonal antibodies and proteins and peptides. So clearly, there, it's a dynamic relationship, and one should always be looking for that opportunity to learn new things, to take on, on new challenges in the industry. Uh, and I think people who are, 
are capable and able to do that will certainly benefit from that, that open philosophy. Thank you, Chris, for taking part in the interview today, and thank you all for listening. Goodbye.